Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Just because Justin isn't here doesn't mean we're not going to talk about Dick. <laughs> you put Damn the eucalyptus it. cough drops and then you blow on it so you get that cold. <laughs> you say so you get a little burn. <laughs> and then you hum for the vibration. You Jesus eat some ice it's nice and cold in your mouth. <laughs> what? Some people might like that. Maybe. <laughs> it's <I w> very chilly. <laughs> <laughs> scare away our girl if you guys haven't listened to he has two comedy specials on netflix but daniel sloss he has a whole bit about how one time in order to freshen himself up he put some mouthwash on his dick oh You go down expecting savory and it's minty. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Savory? This isn't clam chowder. I don't understand. Jesus. You guys. How am I going to keep a straight face for our girl this morning? I can't. I just can't. All right. Hold on. This is why I won't let my mom share links of this podcast to my Nana. <laughs> We've been very dirty this like, weekend. No, Nana cannot listen. <laughs> do, 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 do. You guys have already cheered me up. I was having a really bad weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I found out my one of my two best friends is moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. Aww. Kate's moving by the end of the year. Yeah. That sucks. I'm sorry, honey. It's okay. Just being around our sunny personalities <laughs> does it, doesn't we it? We already talked about minty dicks. It's been a good morning. Minty dicks is enough to perk you up in the morning. <laughs> Gives you that toothpaste glow. God, now we're going to have girls all over the world. Think that some... minty dick is a real thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's not a real thing. I don't think that's a flavor of toothpaste I would buy, though. No. no, no, no. Although now every time, now every time I see a guy in, in a minty shirt, I'm gonna say, mm, "Minty fresh." No, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna do the same thing. You just watch, and and then you'll text me and go, "Oh my god, my manager's wearing a mint green shirt today." Every man I work with is wearing a mint green shirt today. What have you done? <laughs> they listen to the podcast. Yay! Okay, our 40 to 60 year old men, just remember that. Next when time guys, you go out in the mint green shirt, be sure to say, mmm, I'm minty fresh. <laughs> when the guys pass you instead of that it's little cold. cologne whiff that you get, it's a mint whiff <laughs> of all the guys that pass. Waft of mint. Are we recording? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I made Alyssa laugh out loud. <laughs> now we're going to have the giggles the whole time. Yes, we are. <laughs> Sorry, Muriel. We're being really filthy. 
Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How how are can you, you this? Yeah, we can. Okay, that's great. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Tell us, first of all, let, let's have you say your name so I don't screw it up 10,000 times before. Okay, so it's pronounced Mareile. Oh, yeah, I will Whoa. never be able to pronounce that. <laughs> say it again. Mareile. Mareile. But it's okay if you screw it up. Mareile? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's good. We're going to let Martha good say job. it. You did kinda, a good job. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> I'm just going to call you M. <laughs> yeah, that's great. M. I can, I can work with that. Okay. We don't, we don't want to embarrass ourselves and you. Like, you no, know. Even, even the people here in Germany um, have problems with it because it's not um, such a common name. Oh. But there is a common name which is very similar. So I often get called other names. So. L- like what? Like Mareike with a K instead of an L, for example. Or. Um, there even were people that thought that I was coming from France and tried to pronounce it Marais. So Whew. I've heard it all. Mm. <laughs> this feels like how I feel about my name because I get the same thing. Because Alyssa's is spelled with an E-L-Y, which is not common. Yeah. The E is the uncommon part. The Y is the common part, but it really fucks people up. They're like, <laughs> Elise? As though having an E at the beginning of my name gets rid of the A at the end of my name. <laughs> Yeah, and it it just happens all the time. Yep, all the time. Well, I have to say that none of those names that you said rings any bells for us. So we're not going to say those are not common names here. So (laughs) we're just going to have to call you M. Yeah, we'll just call you Book Girl. Really cool. (laughs) Yo, M. You sound like a Bond villain now. You do. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I feel so cool right now. (laughs) (laughs) So where in Germany are you from? Um, I'm originally from Hamburg, Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, in the north, in the northern part of Germany, um, one of the bigger (laughs) cities. And I grew up on um, on the outskirts of Hamburg. But right now I'm living in Hannover. Oh, okay. Which is, yeah, like in the center of Germany. Um, It's a... a bigger town. Um, I've moved here to study, and yes, cool. I really like it. To study. So did that does that mean you're a student currently? Yes, I'm. Uh, I finished my bachelor's degree in civil engineering like three weeks ago. Whoa, that's exciting! Whoop, whoop, Congratulations! Whoop. Yeah, I'm so proud. <laughs> Do you know what you want to focus on? I'm now um, currently. Um, doing my master's degree in coastal engineering and environmental engineering. Yes, she's an environmental girl. We love that. That's exciting. I'm very excited as well because, I don't know, I just am very interested in this field and I think that growing more and more important. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. If you ever come to America, you can come work at my company. Work for an engineering firm. I was going to say, dude, there is no coastal in Oklahoma yet. Ah, uh, but I work, but we work in all in forty eight states. What? Yeah. Why did we not know this about your company, Alyssa? Because uh, I don't talk about it a lot. Because mm. <laughs> I don't. I'm not an actual engineer. So what she's saying is that you could come and work here. Yeah. And be a book girl with us. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> But not until we go to Germany and visit her. Say, or Germany is amazing. I used to live there, so I understand if oh, you want to stay there. Live? I lived in Bitburg, um, which is a very small town. It's about 30 minutes away from Trier. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So 
off in the far, far west of Germany. But that's a that's a beautiful region. It is. Lots of very really hilly, lots of mountains. I thought you were going to say some really nice cheeses. There are some know. really nice cheeses. There's also some really great wines. I don't know why that came to my mind. Just the look on your face was like... Some really nice cheese. I was trying to... Th- I couldn't think of the word for hills. <laughs> this is why Sunday mornings are it's so rough on early. us. <laughs> No more mimosas for you. (laughs) And if you'd only heard what we were talking about before you called. (laughs) You want to tell me? You could be surprised and hear about it on the podcast. (laughs) It's definitely a little more than (laughs) PG-13. I think I can imagine I've uh, heard quite a few episodes. It's funny because sometimes um, when university is rough and everything, I forget about the podcast and I forget about my own grandparents and everything. But then I rediscover the podcast and try to binge hear uh, all the episodes that I missed. And then, um, yeah, it gets really funny. Well, we were discussing the pros and cons of using mouthwash before uh, blowjobs. Before oral sex, actually. (laughs) You know, when you want that minty freshness. (laughs) We're really slap happy this morning. (laughs) We can't figure out why. This is one of those mornings where we're all just naturally disgusting. (laughs) It's the effect of Justin yesterday. Uh, Yeah, we're having the Justin effect. It's Justin hangover. We're yeah. having some Justin hangover. Justin came on the podcast. We, we have to pre-record because I'm out of town next week. So this is actually going to air next week. Okay. And so we had to do two this week. So we recorded Justin last night. And I don't know if you've heard any episodes with Justin, but man, that guy is... He hasn't... It just stopped. Uh-oh. Are we recording? It, well, we'll definitely let you re- go first. Yes. Yes. Just in case. That would be very nice. Yes. We'll keep you from getting a huge bill at the end of this, hopefully. (laughs) Or just disappearing, because that would be really alarming for us. she ghosted us! Jeez! Dang, it's like my dating life all over again. because I hate you. (laughs) That's always good to know. Uh, All right. So tell us a little bit about, like, do you have a favorite local bookstore? Okay, so... The fun thing is that I, um, when I moved um, new to the city, um, I was just going to the bookstore that's the biggest and that is a chain. And um, over time, I um, was seeking for more smaller independent bookstores, mm-hmm. which I can. So here in Hanover, it's um, one that's called Bookstore Big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, situated in a part of the town where there is a street um, with small shops and it's very, it's two stories high, I think, small and very cozy oh. and I like it very much. Um, but I also wanted to tell you about the um, big bookstore chain because I think the name of this chain is very funny because it sounds so German. It's called Hugendubel. <laughs> And it's just, I think it, maybe it was the last name of the first owner or something oh. like that. But it, just, it sounds so ridiculously German. It does sound <laughs> German. I, also, yeah. Hugendubel. 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 Yeah. But that is, 
it's huge. It's four stories or something like that. And, um, yeah, but you can also get books there. <laughs> well, we're hoping that you'll go and take some pictures sometime in the next yeah, couple of days. Some pictures would be good. We'll put yeah. you on the website. I'm, I think I, I figured I out my that. website, my uh, laptop. Did you finally figure it out? <laughs> so um, I can go in and put some pictures, excellent pictures on. Anything else that you want to tell us about Germany? Like What's your favorite places food? you would take us or something like that if we actually food. came to visit? Okay, so if you were just visiting, visiting Germany in general, um, I would always recommend the coast because it's beautiful and very calm and I love the northern part of Germany. It's not um, like southern coasts, but it's windy and it just has a, I would think it's charming, a bit like um, Denmark or Sweden. Ah. So the German coast is very, very um, cool. I used to live there for one year after I finished my um, A-levels. Cool. Sounds like I would like it. Yeah, Vani Von- cool. is kind of a secret thing for fishermen, so. I like the, the, oh, the North Fish Coast, <laughs> like the cooler coasts, like, you know, when I went to Washington and I was right there at the coast, it was awesome. Because it was like only like 68 degrees and the ocean was right there and it was very cool. And she was thinking about all those burly fishermen and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of these in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like these fishermen. What I would also recommend is um, when going to the southern parts of Germany, there's um, a river called Mosel. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where I used to spend some um, vacations with my family in the past, where you can um, beautifully hike from vineyard to vineyard and um, go to some tastings, and there are a lot of little castles. (gasps) It's also a very cool region. We used to live nearish the Mosul. It's beautiful. Uh Nearish, nearish. Well, also, I, I, I was really ten. The, <laughs> the the hills with the vine on it, and yeah, mm-hmm. mm, sounds lovely. Sounds so much lovelier than where we are today. You There's nothing flat. old enough here to be a castle. It's all yeah. just we live in the part of the world where concrete is not old enough to crumble yet. So you know, it's not oh, not and, old. And Our every- state is only a hundred and ten years old. Yeah. So it's a baby. Li- we live on the prairie. There's nothing much out here. It's flat. <laughs> and it's flat. You don't understand how much you miss the hills until you go somewhere that has actual hills. Yeah. Not yeah, Oklahoma. Those, those are not yeah. hills. Oklahoma's not really known for its mountain mountainous areas. We have yeah, a couple, no. but it's nothing big. Hey, we have the Arbuckles, well, and they uh, may not be tall enough to actually be mountains anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because they're the oldest mountains. That's very true. It's not their fault. They tried. <laughs> you know, uh, we all like get a little worn down with age. <laughs> Can't help it. We all shrink as we get older. And me of all people should know that. <laughs> I haven't shrunk that much yet, but I am old. You're not old. Old as the mountain. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we're back to the um, tour that we're getting. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your home country? The city where I live in, Hanover, mm-hmm. which is also very beautiful. Um, I like it here because it's a great mixture from, um, it's very green, a lot of parks. Then there is a lot of water. We have a canal, a lake. Uh, what is also cool about the town is that it's also 
quite has old parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, for example, the university I'm going to, mm-hmm. when I first arrived in the city, <laughs> it's a castle. I thought I, I will be going studying at Hogwarts. It's oh! so cool. Yeah, you're making really, us but, you're making us super jealous right now. So jealous. Can but, we go visit um, her and not Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we should uh, rethink our whole travel plans after talking to you. Look, Germany has better food than Scotland anyway. That's I'm true. Sure the food in it. Scotland is not ideal. Why don't we go ahead and start to transition to books? Since we've got you on the line all the way from Germany, let's go ahead and have you do your review now so that you don't have to stay on the line for the whole thing. So what are you um, going to do? I wanted to review the book that is called, so the English name is Perfect. It's by Rachel Joyce. I think it's from 2013. Mm-hmm. And what is funny is that um, books in Germany often get renamed. Really? And the name does not get uh, just translated, but renamed. So the English name is Perfect. But the German name is The Year That Needed Two Seconds. The Year That Needed so Two Seconds? Book titles in Germany are often a bit unusual or a bit longer, like half a sentence or something like this. I don't know why, hmm. but I think it's interesting. Hmm. So um, the setting of the book is in um, Great Britain in uh, the 1970s, and it is told from the perspective of a high school boy called Byron Hemmings. And he comes from a well-situated family, um, which is living in Cranham House, which is some kind of mansion out of town, um, so a bit far away from town. Um, And he's living there with his mother, Diana, and his uh, younger sister, Lucy. Mm -hmm. And um, their father, Seymour, is also in the picture, but he's just there um, on the weekends. So he's um, traveling a lot for work. And so he's not uh, there during the week. And yes, he um, goes to Winston House School, which is uh, an only boys high school for um, rich kids, basically. Mm -hmm. He studies together with his um, best friend, James. How the story starts is that his friend, James, tells about something that he read in the newspaper. So um, the article he read was saying that timekeeping in Great Britain is not in sync anymore with the rotation of the Earth. Ah. So in the year of 1972, in this book, um, two more seconds need to be added to the time, which is where the German name of the book comes from. Ah, okay. That needed two seconds. Um, Yes. And um, this boy, from which perspective um, the book is told, is getting um, more and more obsessed with these two seconds. So he can't stop thinking about it. He keeps controlling his watch, and um, he is eager to see it go backwards sometime. And, yeah, so what happens is um, that one day um, Byron and his little sister are late for school, and his mother keeps them rushing in the car. So usually she drives very carefully, but this day um, she is going very fast and she takes a shortcut to get them um, to school on time. And she is going through um, an infamous road, the Digby Road, Mm -hmm. which is in a socially difficult part of the city. And the kids are always told not to go there. And um, Byron gets anxious, but his mother says, no, it's okay. 
I've been here before, we'll, we will just drive. And so while they are in the car, in this road, Byron sees his watch go backwards. So he notices, oh, right now are the two seconds. This is what I've waited for. Um, and he wants to show his mother. So he shows her the watch and his mother gets distracted. And for a few seconds, she loses control over the car. So this happens right at the beginning of the book. And um, while she um, has lost control, Byron notices a girl, a little girl on a bike, get in their way. Oh, no. So what oh, happens? In the no. two seconds, everything happens very fast. But um, when his mother has stopped the car, Byron sees the girl lying on the ground. Oh, no. And he anticipates his mother starting screaming, the girl starting screaming, but this is not what happens. So what happens is his mother starts the engine again and just drives off, <gasps> drives them to school, does not say anything. And after a few minutes, Byron starts to realize that because it was foggy and everything happened so fast, his mother didn't see the girl. So Byron now bears the knowledge of this accident alone. Oh, no. And, yeah, so this is the start of the story. And then um, in the second chapter, we jump to a parallel storyline, which is about a man called Jim who's mid-50, working at a cafe um, inside a shopping center as a table cleaner. And this is set in modern-day times. And um, Jim has some serious mental health problems because he has such uh, some rituals he always does mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he feels like um if he doesn't do these rituals like for example when he comes home he lives in a camper van and when he comes home he has to greet all his stuff he has to say hello toaster hello cattle <laughs> and if he doesn't do that something terrible will happen to all the people around him right so he has ocd basically mm. yes um and so um Over the course of the book, we follow along those two storylines. Um, on the one hand, Jim, as he just tries to manage his normal life. And on the other hand, Byron, as he tries to save his mother from the possible consequences of the accident. Ooh. Yeah. And this, this is not the um, usual book that I would read. I usually read books that are happy and bubbly and books about bookstores and... Uh, nice stories, but um, recently I got more into uh, yeah all kinds of books, and I really like this because it just causes such a dreading vibe. You along the book, you start to to notice how people make decisions that you think, no, oh God, this is the wrong decision. Don't trust the wrong people. Please don't do that. But they keep doing it. <laughs> stop, and I stop. really like how this was done. Man, all of us, you should have seen, we all were sitting here totally getting tense while you're describing yeah, This that. really sounds like my kind of book. <laughs> Very <It> stressed out. <laughs> I think you've hooked Vani. She's over there like, yeah, I'm like oh, I want to read this it. This sounds like a heart wrencher. What was the name of it again? <laughs> so it's called Perfect by Rachel Joyce. <laughs> Sounds good. Wow. Sounds like I would like it, actually. You know, we also should ask you, what's your favorite book? Oh, my God. That's a very difficult question. <laughs> sorry. Um, what's oh one? No, I know. I know. I know. Okay. Because um, do you remember your, of course you remember, your very first life event? Yes. Uh, one of the three books uh, you reviewed was the 
how is it called? The Night Circus? <gasps> yes. Yes. yes! This one. Uh, and I, this was the only book of the three that I read before, mm-hmm. before I knew the podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. This was so, such an amazing book. And because it was so great, then before the live event, I read The Book Thief. Oh, yeah. yes. What did you um, think of that one? I loved it. And I read um, two or three more books of, I think, two more books of Marcus Susek after that, uh-huh. because I just fell in love with the um, language and the mm-hmm. style of writing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. That was very cool. And these were books that I wouldn't have read uh, if it wasn't for you guys. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm going to cry. That's awesome. (laughs) No, I really am. (laughs) It's just so cool. Books are, they they are the great uniter (laughs) of people because you share something special when you both know what the story is. And if it's a book you love, then... You're sharing your love with other people. Boy, that sounds really, really... It's so schmaltzy. It's so schmaltzy, doesn't it? Yeah, sorry. Look at you. I think maybe Martha's the romance corner today. She is. No, I still have it covered. Don't worry. Okay. All right. right. Alyssa still has a romance novel in her pocket over there. I don't, but there's romance in it. It just always amazes me, like the night circus, Uh how much it like just covers like all the genres and everybody loves it because... I think that's the only book that all of us have read other than The Goldfinch. I haven't read The Goldfinch. I was just saying, I don't think everybody's read The Goldfinch. <laughs> Alyssa! Why are you that, making that face at me? I always get we yelled all, at. We all loved. Because you've read Night Circus, right? Yes, I have. And you loved it. You loved it. Yep. I loved it. Yep. Jessica loved it. Yep. I think has Kayla, Kayla. Has Kayla read The Night Circus? I don't Circus? know if Kayla's read it. I'm pretty sure she did. She's reading The Goldfinch right now. Yes, Alyssa, you got up your game. How about you, Em? Have you read it? The Goldfinch? No, I I um, had it once from the um, the library. Mm-hmm. I had it rented, but I had some other books, and oh. um, the Goldfinch is quite it's big, huge. Yes, which big. usually does not uh, keep me from reading a book. But I think it was at a time where I was very busy with reading a lot for university. Mm. Um, so I just I had to hand it back. But I will read it someday. I know I will read well, it. Well, you have to let us know when you do. And unless, what you think. Yeah, I will. unless you hate it, in which case we can't be and friends And then you anymore. can replace me on the podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. We would love you anyway. It doesn't Even if, if you, you didn't like it, we we want your honest opinion. Yes, we do. Honest, honesty is the best policy. Now you sound like a cheese ball. I sound like an after school special. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. do. <laughs> Any famous last words from Germany that you'd like to share with us? Any German authors we absolutely must try? Um, yes. Did you read Cornelia Funke? <gasps> yes, I, I love, love her. her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because these are the absolute best German books. And if you um, are in for a good thriller, you should try um, Sebastian Fitzek. Okay. That sounds really familiar. Um, familiar. I got to write it down. Sebastian Fitzek. Yeah. I think I might have already put Fitzek. something on hold. I personally did not yet read something from him because I do not read thrillers that often but my whole family my sister and my parents are absolutely in love with his books they are really make you tense <laughs> when reading because they are so good and so creepy sometimes. so 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 thrillery so, <laughs> that's yeah. what martha loves I when do. they're dark i like it when they're Ooh, dark when they're dark like a nice dark yeah i have this thing about mystery i have this thing about mysteries that take place in other countries 
I like uh, Juicy Adler Olsen from, I think it's Denmark. I think he's yeah Denmark. It, I really I like I those because, you know, you kind of get the local flavor at the same time yeah. that you get the creepiness. So you'll have to think about that and think if you, if you can come up with any of those for me for later. Yeah, I will just text you when, when I... Um... Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Now that okay. now that now that we're book friends, right? <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> and when we visit Germany, we'll be staying at your house, okay? Yeah, <laughs> we'll be couch surfing all over the world. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. This was a lot of fun. You are now officially a part of the book tribe. And you are a book girl now. Send us a picture. Oh As yeah, we yourself like we would, with your favorite bookstore or just reading a book or something. Yeah, show us show us around your town and pictures too and we'll put those up on our website so everybody can see you. Okay, I will do so. Well, thank you my dear. Tell us your whole name again so we don't screw it up. So, the whole name is Mareile Wienands. Well, that's a lovely name, my dear. I'm not going to try to say it cuz I you. would <laughs> definitely screw it up. Thank you for being on the podcast. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too, guys. Have a nice uh, day. We will. You too. We'll talk to you later. Okay. All righty. Bye. 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 She was so sweet. I want to read that book. I want to read that book too. I it think it sounds should. stressful. <laughs> but I know. Good. But it had kind of that feel like kind of the creepy feel too at the same time which you know I like the creepy stuff you love the creepy stuff yeah. I know anything that's cover, intense look I like at the intense. cover of the book you're gonna read today this is why I picked this book because of the cover all well, this I is, see when I see the cover of that book is a weeping angel from Doctor yes Who. I know that's well, all I see I, I know have it's always especially... loved stone angels anything that has like a stone angel on the cover I'm automatically want to look and see what that book. Well, girl, about. I'm coded now to know that they're gonna murder me and send. Well, not murder me. Send me to another time. Yep. But still. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's one. And of there's the a great why... story behind that book too. I'll let you tell it since it's your book. This book. Yeah. Oh well, of course. The Weeping Angels are like one of my favorite things about the Doctor Who because I'm obsessed with stone angels. <laughs> they're creepy. That They're is the tenth episode and of television. Beautiful. Yeah, I could never change my mind about them now that I've seen that. It's like you can't ever go back. No. no. You can't ever see them the same again. You can't ever blink once you watch that episode. Don't blink. <laughs> that is a good tense episode of it television. Was. Mm. It was. If you haven't it seen it, good. you have to see it. It's excellent. You don't even have, because it doesn't really involve the doctor very much. No. You can just hop right in, watch Blink, and hop right back out it's of got Doctor some great Who if it's time, not your thing. Yeah, it's got you some could probably great you, time YouTube it. I'm sure YouTube has like little snippets. T- mm-hmm. Yeah, snippets of the Stone Angels, the Weeping Angels. Okay, so now that we've talked about the cover of my book, <laughs> <laughs> my book is called Angels of Mercy by Laura J. Underwood. And this is a book that I bought at SoonerCon. Which is funny in itself because Vani's not a sci-fi I'm not person. a sci-fi and this is... Or fantasy, very, either one. This is very much a fantasy novel, but it takes place in the real world, so I could put logic behind it. So it was it. fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I still had to, you know, go a little outside of my box to believe, you know, some of the stuff that happened. But it was pretty... It kept pretty right on course. There wasn't anything that was too out of left field to turn me off. So what this book is about is um, uh, the main character, um, Katie, is 
um, from a small town. She went off to university. Or, now I'm sounding like... <laughs> she went off to college. <laughs> Cut that you part say, off. You could say she went university. off to university. She went off to university. <laughs> <laughs> she went to college. <laughs> Thank you. I practiced. <laughs> I've been listening to too many British novels lately. <laughs> and um, she studied, like, folklore. Fork- um, folklore? <laughs> folklore. I'm, I'm kind of hungry. You guys were talking about German food. My stomach started growling. I'm like, mm, I didn't eat breakfast. Oh or I need a fork. Uh, folklore. Folklore. Literature and mainly like um, Irish and Scottish folklore. <laughs> so um, her parents were in a car accident and and uh, passed away and died in this car accident. So she had to come back to this small town um, to kind of like take over like the house and all of the responsibilities. And she works at the local library. And um, like I said, small towns, library, they're very narrow-minded in their thinking. Hmm. Like a lot of small towns. Like everybody in Oklahoma. (laughs) So it was very easy to relate to this because I've lived in some small towns that were very much like this. And um, so she's working in this, this library and they're doing like the anniversary of the town is coming up so her boss wants her to go down to the cellar and find like um old artifacts or something that they can set up a display at the library for this event that's going to happen because it's a small town it's going to be a big thing parade blah 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 so and so forth and um so she goes down to the cellar and she finds she opens like this trunk and finds stairs that goes down to another cellar. Ooh. So when she does this, though, she finds out that she is in, like, like another world. Like, it leads down to, like, this, this river and this tree and, like, there's this bridge. And so she kind of looks around for a minute and then she, like, hears noises and some weird shit happens and she decides this is really fucked up and she, you know, goes back up. She legs it. She legs it out of there and shuts the trunk and she's like, okay, I don't know what the hell just happened. But, well, when she did this, she, this was a land, this is like bad fairy land. And I know that's a bad reference, but I can't remember exactly what it's called. Bad fairy land? But she lets, she lets out these evil fairies and into like the human world and then they start terrorizing the town so she's all of this is happening and it kind of follows what she had learned from college from the uh, folklore hit the history of folklore that she had learned so she kind of knows what's going on i mean it's supposed to be fake but she's like this is exactly what i studied at college so she kind of knows what's going on and she um, has a couple of very strange conversations at the beginning of the book with this um, homeless man who actually reminds me a little bit of the ambassador 
of San Francisco from oh, Dirty Jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that homeless guy? I do. Okay, well, he reminds me so much of of him. In the Emperor? The Emperor, or whatever sorry. his name is. I think it is Emperor. I think it's the Emperor of San Francisco or whatever. Well, anyways, so this, this old guy is like, it's almost like he's talking like ridiculous, but then some of the stuff starts to make sense to her after she lets out these bad fairies, you know, because stuff starts happening and... You know, like a lot of it revolves around like this key that she has that he knows about, but he shouldn't know about the key because he was nowhere around when she found the key. So, you know, it's not just a bunch of it's not like a YA book. There's actually, you know, the fairies do kill people in this book. And um, there's a little bit of romance because she is dating the the deputy of the town. There's only a sheriff and a deputy. It's such a small town. There's only like two cops. That's a little. Yeah. It's a very small town. And she's dating the deputy. And of course, you know, the deputy doesn't believe her at first when she's, because, you know, she's not even shy about saying, it's bad fairies. Everybody needs to beware. You <laughs> oh, know? girl, no. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> and everything else. But, you You've know. You've been dipping a little bit too much into the weed, girl. It, exactly. It's like, know what the hell you took that's not weed that's lsd oh okay sorry <laughs> that's like the magic mushrooms i don't know what the hell you've been eating off the forest floor but this can be happening and uh but you know then when things start happening he starts to believe her and then of course you know their relationship is stronger because of it and that was so sarcastic <laughs> i know that was like a verbal eye roll <laughs> but um this was actually uh pretty good book i enjoyed it angel of mercy by laura j underwood isn't she local um yeah she is i mean she was at SoonerCon. yeah when i bought this book and she like signed it to me and and everything else but i just want you to know i've spent this review studiously not looking at martha so i don't laugh about folklore again <laughs> <laughs> well it took just me a like, good five just minutes not looking at her five at all minutes I probably silent I've, shaking. I've put the microphone <laughs> in my eyeline so I can't see her. You have your blinders because I on. I was watching her laugh, <laughs> trying not to laugh. <laughs> because every time you talked about, because then you said it again. You said, said folklore again. Folklore. <laughs> Listen, I have I have cough drops in my mouth. It's very hard to talk right now. She told us on the way here that she did not use the measuring cup when she ate her cough syrup. That's true. She was looking that shit. She goes, "Oh, I feel a little dizzy." Well, now we know all about the folklore she was into this morning. I got a little tussin buzz going on right now. <laughs> it's a good thing. I I didn't drive. Let's just say that. Yeah, I did pick everyone up on my way today. We were so. safe. Yes. They got door-to-door service this morning. Okay, back to this book. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. There was some very dark... Al- <laughs> I'm so sorry. I looked at her. You two quit looking at each other. This is usually what happens during my book. <laughs> Someone it's else's because- turn. It's because I usually don't do fantasy, so I'm not very good at describing fantasy. Is it just because it's not a big sad story? That could be it. Is that part of it? It didn't make me cry. It was very much lighter than most of the books that I read. I won't lie about that. But um, there were a lot of dark elements. Like, you know, like one time they were like in the woods and they were like surrounded by the 
goblins and dark fairies and stuff. And it was a little creepy at times. But of course, you know. It, it does good. sound like my kind of book. She lent this book to me and she's like, here, read this so we can talk about it. Well, I wanted to know if it was, okay, here's what the problem is, is when you don't read a lot of fantasy or sci-fi or anything like that. And I read this and I'm like, hey, this was actually pretty good. I know, and I enjoyed it. You have no benchmark for if it's actually good or bad. Exactly. I totally understand. It's, exactly. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's not as good as I think it is. I, I, I liked it and I enjoyed it. But Martha, read it and tell me what you think. And then I didn't because it's a hard copy and I'm like, I've got 12 books in my freaking Yeah, inbox. and then you didn't have time. Yeah. But I mean, I... So I have to read those before they go back to the library. I've just got too many. I liked it. The writing was decent. The story was good. It, it made logical sense through... There wasn't anything that kind of threw me. There was a couple of like segments that... Like I said, I had to strain my, I had to, what do you call it? Use your imagination. Use my imagination. <laughs> try to um, s- suspend my disbelief, disbelief yeah. a little bit. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And it was a nice palate cleanser for my usual sad, intense. And now you see what the rest of us read like. Yeah. Well, I would not. Yeah, read the rest a book of like us are not sad all the time when we read. No. We're not hardly ever. Have we're hardly ever on sad. my face while I read all the time. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the pucker lips going. It's a weird eye thing. This is why what I get the, the anus mouth because I'm <laughs> tense all the time. It's, it's not because I'm reading I, sad books all the time. I don't smoke. It's the intense lip pucker. The sad pucker. Yep, the sad pucker. The fucker pucker. <laughs> now that's a different reason. <laughs> oh, God. That goes to the beginning of our podcast. Yeah. So again, that's Angel of Mercy by Laura J. Underwood. And it's a short book. It's a short read. I'll yeah. eventually get to it, I'm sure. Okay. I just didn't have time. I mean, this is a hardback and I think I read it like That can't be more than two, three hundred pages. No, 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 no. It's only like 200 and some odd pages. So it only took me. Okay. Now, when I say this, you have to remember that I only read at lunch after I've walked the dog. So I have like 15 or 20 minutes of read time every day. She just doesn't want us to mock her for how long it takes her to read. It took me like two weeks. We'll mock you every time. Well, the the Quintland sisters, I've been working on that for almost a month now. Jesus Christ. But you need to read more. But by the time I leave work, drive home, walk the dog, heat up whatever I'm going to eat for lunch and then sit down and have time to read. I don't I read while I eat. And that's basically all the time I have. It's like 10 or 15 minutes. Martha, are you going to be OK? <laughs> oh, that's the folklore. It's me. <laughs> she gave me the giggles and now I can't quit. Do you got any folklore? <laughs> yes. Fork and bring it on. I did oh, read folklore. I'm sorry. Did you really? I did a modern fairy tale. Oh no, two folklores in a row. You did? Yeah, I did. Oh wow. So I, I, I wouldn't say this is outside of my comfort zone because I read. This is in my wheelhouse, but I read "Uprooted" by Naomi Novik. This week. Oh, somebody else is always talking about that one. I think maybe Jessica. Probably. It's right up Jessica's alley. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, for whatever reason, had put off buying it 
And then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy this at Amazon, ship it to me. And then I read literally half of it yesterday. Like wow. The last, wow. Like the last, I read 250 pages yesterday because so, I was like, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> I mean, was it a difficult read or no, did you have long, to make it, no, yourself it was just like, read it? No, it was just like 450 pages. So it was just <sighs> a lot of pages. Oh, okay. It's just very long. So this is, I would call, it's not a modern fairy tale, but it is, it's a reinvented fairy tale. And so it starts out with the the fairy tale of a dragon coming to take a girl from this town once every 10 years. And the town knows about it. And so it's a big, he always takes the girl. She's the most something. She's the most beautiful or the smartest or the most talented. You know what? I started reading this book. It's really good. Why did you not finish it? I don't remember. It's really good. Go ahead. Sorry. So it starts with that kind of idea of the fairy tale where the dragon is taking tribute. And so you learn that the dragon is not a dragon. It's what they've named this warlock who lives up in this tower that is keeping this town and many other towns safe from the wood. And so the wood is quite literally the woods, but it's evil. And so this year he's come and they assume they're going to, he's going to take this girl, Kasia, and she is the smartest and the most beautiful. And because this happens every 10 years, families know, you know, they get ready. Like this girl, her parents don't get as close to her, but they kind of feed all of her talents because it's an honor to be picked, but it's also devastating to be picked because he keeps these girls for 10 years. And so... So he, like, brings one back and takes another Yeah, so he one? lets the other... Yeah, he lets the other one go. He doesn't eat them or anything. No, because he's a person, hmm. not a dragon. They just oh, okay. call him the dragon. Um, And so this year he comes, but he doesn't take Kasia. He takes Agnieszka. Good Lord. I've been practicing Agnieszka, and she's the main character of the story, and he takes her instead because it turns out uh, she's a witch, which she didn't know because, like, witches and warlocks <laughs> and wizards are very, they're extremely rare, and unless they're practicing using magic, it doesn't, her magic doesn't come out like, oh, like, I've created something out of thin air. It's more of an intuitive type of thing where if she's walking... You know, if she's walking through the woods, she, uh, like, and she'll find mushrooms that are okay to eat. Or if her family needs her house repaired, she'll find the perfect size rock to repair this patch in her house. So it's not obvious until he hands her, he has this ball of fire and he hands it to her. And because she can handle it, he knows that she's a witch. And so he ends up taking her instead of Kasia. And he's horrible. Oh, I he's, think that's probably why I quit reading it, because I've... He's not, I mean, he's not the worst. And it turns out he's just like really closed off and like kind of a dick. Yeah. I think because I, he's hundreds of years old. So yeah. he has the appearance of someone kind of who's in there, like I would say like 30s. But in fact, he's well over 100 years old. So he's just old and set in his ways. And he's, well, and he's alone in this tower, keeping them, keeping them safe from the wood. And the wood is, it turns out we learned that it's not the actual woods that are evil but the it's like the woods are being possessed by an evil and so it lashes out at people and what it's doing is it's slowly and surely creeping and it's trying to take over everything Mm. so it's a really good story and so um 
the more time she spends in the tower, he's trying really hard to teach her how to do magic, but she kind of, she resists it because it doesn't like feel right within her. He's very rigid and structured. And he's like, this is what you do technically. And if you do this perfectly, this will work. And she doesn't really work that way. And so then we work in the um, folk tale. <laughs> Of um, Baba Yaga, who is an Eastern European Which is a really, witch. really cool story. Yeah. yeah. And so it works in that as well. And it turns out she's more like her and it's more intuitive and it's she casts spells and it's a little different every time because she feels them instead of like technically does them. Um, so much happens in this story. It's so hard to explain, but it was really, really good. I mean, it is I would. It is a. It's a, I think one day we're going to call it a classic. It's, really? It's mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, there was a little romance in it. <coughs> Sorry, Martha. Maybe that's why I didn't But it was like only it. a tiny bit. Like, it was not a lot. So I, there's like no way it could bother you. Like there wasn't. I don't know. I, I think. Because there's a little romance in a ton of stuff. Like, I know yeah. that you can't totally escape no, it. No, It was very, very small. No, like, I don't think it was that. I think no. it must have been something else. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it. Maybe. Maybe it was a little too YA for me. It's very atmospheric and you kind of have to like get into it. That usually um, doesn't bother me. But it was really, really good. I didn't feel very YA to me. Hmm. It was probably because the main characters were all young and I'm so old. <laughs> sometimes that happens. Maybe. There's sometimes, though, that if you're just not in a in the mood for that specific kind of book, yeah, it'll turn off your mood. But then you go back and try to read it again. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, so. I, I may give it another shot because of your recommendation. It was very cool and it was very different and it wove together so many different fairy tales and folk stories. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> it's all about the flatware on this program. <laughs> Um, Borkin idiot! It was it was really good. It was really beautiful. I thought that the prose was really great. Um, I loved it. I can't wait to read. She has a apparently she has a lot of books out, and they're all in the fantasy section, which mm-hmm. is why I never see them because I'm not in the fantasy section. You're hyper focused on the romance, the smut, the romance rags that you read constantly. Hey, <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> I have to give you a hard time somehow. <laughs> it's my favorite sport. It was really great. I can't wait to read. She has another one. And I don't think they're a series and that they're connected, but it's kind of the same idea. A bunch of different fairy tales and pieces of folklore. That <coughs> she has a second one called Spinning Silver, and I can't wait to read that one next. So that was uprooted by Naomi Novik, and I hope everybody reads it because it was awesome. I love it when a fantasy series kind of leaps the fence, so to speak, Mm -hmm. into the real world and becomes the love of somebody who doesn't have that genre as their main Mm -hmm. focus. It used to be my genre, and then I burnt myself right on out of it. Yeah, I read too much. It happens. It happens. Well, fantasy's got a lot that's like, because the thing that burnt me out was I read the Sword of Truth series back when it was only like 13 or 14 books. The Sword of Truth? Which one is that? Um, is that uh, Jordan? No, the no. other one. Um, fuck. Good Kind? Good Kind, yes. Yeah, that was a little extreme. It's a zillion books long now. Well, yeah. it was supposed to be over, and then apparently he kept writing them, and I was like, well, I don't fucking remember. 
<laughs> what happened? I'm not going to keep going. Also, all of those books are like at least 800 pages long. Mm-hmm. And that's how you burn out really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can be a little much. I, I w- went through this phase where I stopped reading fantasy for like 10 years. That's where because I Because I was writing fantasy and I didn't want it to leak over. I'm midway through my 10-year fantasy break. <laughs> yeah. But then I went back and started reading it again because I was too lazy to freaking write. It's good. It's just a lot. Yes, it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of eye rolling and, and that it goes, goes on with like, certain types of fantasy that you just go, It's a oh, little please. like romance where yeah. it's like either very good or very bad. Yeah. Like yeah. often there is not an in-between. Science fiction can be that way as Justin showed us last episode. Yeah. <laughs> What did he read? Oh, God, you'll have you to hear it. You can cut this out. You'll <laughs> just have to hear it because it's just, he just murders. He did not like his He book. just murders this freaking I appreciate book. that he picked something he hated. Holy crap. He just let him have it. Yeah. He was not subtle. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no, Justin, I don't think he's capable of being subtle. I think he'll he's be a, a great s- prosecutor. He is subtle as a gun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess it's my turn. Yes. So we have two fantasies. I'm not doing fantasy today. Did wow. you do a mystery? Did you do a thriller? Well, historical fiction? Did no. you do romance? A ghost? No. No. It's kind of a thriller, I guess. Sort of. Kind of. It's it what? Kind of a thriller? Oh, okay. Not really. <coughs> It's an author that I have read before, and I've liked most of the things I have read from her. It's called The Swallows by Lisa Lutz. And it's about, the the main character is a teacher. Mm -hmm. And she is, she's had some difficulties at the school that she's come from. And she's taken some, quote, time off. Uh. And one of her father's friends is a headmaster and he gives her a job because of her troubles which you don't really know what they are at first but so she goes to this school it's one of those upper class um high schools prep school prep school yeah and the faculty there Everything is, I don't know, in the beginning of these books, everything always seems real sinister for some reason. Prep schools seem sinister. I don't know what it is about prep schools. But so she gets there and she basically, they tell her she's going to be the creative writing teacher. And she wanted to be literature teacher. Well, there was already somebody doing that. So she ends up being a creative writing teacher, which pisses her off. Everything pisses her off, though, because she's just an angry person at that point in her life. And so she comes in and kind of turns everything on its head because she does this questionnaire in the very beginning as a way to get to know her students. And she gives them these questions to answer. And then she's sort of trying to figure out who is who based on these answers. Well, almost all the girls give a variation on the answer of they hate the dark room they hate giving head um and there's one other thing i can't remember what it's called all practical answers yes 
So, but it's really interesting that they all give a similar answer. All the girls do. And so, of course, she's intrigued. And she sort of starts to find things out about the place. And she slowly discovers that the dark room is a website where the boys go to post pictures and talk about their conquests. Of course. So it's kind of an open secret. This is just like Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Gossip Girl. Oh. Except for it's really quite... M- moody. Moody. Yeah. It's a very serious type thing. And, and of course, being the type of person she is and some of the things she's gone through, she encourages the girls to do something about it. Good. Mm-hmm. And so... That's basically what the story is about. It is about this contest where the boys are rating the girl. They do it in code. Of course. They, they call them by the names of birds. And that's why the girls who rebel are called the swallows. Because they're not the swallows as in swallowing and that's what I thought I at first. I see your face, Bonnie. <laughs> that's what I thought at first. I was right there with you. But it, they, they never, it's... I was being good. I was yeah. keeping my comments Teenage boys are not that complex. Sadly, no. No, they're not. Um, but yeah, I liked it because it was the kind of book where it takes something like this, where the culture of boys will be boys really gets attacked. Even though this, most of the people at the school have taken a blind eye to it, have, have turned a blind eye to the behavior. And I just loved the way the teacher fought back. I mean, the thing that happened to the main character, the reason that she left the school had to do with a young boy and something that he did that got her in trouble. And I'm not going to say what it is because it, it's kind of cool to figure it out as you go in the book. So I'm not going to specify on that. And also shows kind of the dark side of like social media outlets. Well, they that they, they set up a website. It's a it's it's not a website where it's public. It's all only can be accessed by the boys at the school. It's on the dark net or someplace. I don't know. They've got it set up so mm-hmm. that it's pretty secret so you can't get into it. But they're sharing things amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're rating all these girls and they've been doing it for 5 years. And each of the girls is unknowingly competing for the best blowjob of the year. I hate boys. Yeah. I hate them. And so it's just really interesting to see how some of the boys that have been included in the group turn and start to help the girls. And I loved what the girls did when they finally got things figured out and the way they reacted initially but then of course things always take a darker turn especially in a story like this one because at first i was like yeah you go girl and then of course things always go terribly wrong well yeah (laughs) but then it wouldn't be an interesting story if they didn't exactly i thought it was a really thought-provoking story and i liked it lisa lutz is i really enjoy her writing style so i knew i was kind of knew i was gonna like it anyway 
But if you've ever been in a situation where you've been marginalized by men, and most of us have been as women, yeah, it was really a good story to read because it makes you think. Especially about the younger versions of ourselves that are out there right now and maybe don't know what to do and maybe need some advice from older women who've been through it. Because you are so vulnerable to that kind of behavior by boys. And you're right. Social media does empower them to do things that they would have never done when Mm -hmm. I was in school. And I've actually read some similar things to this before. It was just a different take on it. But it was good. I liked it. It was called The Swallows by Lisa Lutz. Hmm. Cool. Sounds not like your normal kind of book. No. How come this shit always happens in like a prep school? Like this shit absolutely goes down in your basic ass public schools like the one I went to. It does. But I think in this case, they were being protected. Because it was a public school, too. But even more so because their parents have money. Mm -hmm. Parents have money. You see a lot of. A lot of bad shit that goes down with guys who whose parents have money and then they end up having their behavior normalized and then they end up becoming president of the United States mm-hmm. and some such. And their behavior is just for example. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying people just with money in get charge treated, of everything. People with money get treated differently and it's fucking bullshit. Mm hmm. Just saying. Let's go back to those minty fresh moments. Minty fresh. <laughs> or some folklore. <laughs> Are you forking kidding me right now? <laughs> forking kidding me right this now. Sounds like an episode of The Good Place. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, I tell you. <laughs> I'm never going to forget folklore. Every time I read one of these books now, I'm going to be freaking laughing my head off. I'm so glad that we had this and I was and I had already finished my book because I wouldn't have made it through. (laughs) I'm sorry. No more Robitussin before I come on the podcast. We love you so much, Bonnie. (laughs) Only Mucinex before the podcast. If it weren't for your floor... Freudian slips. <laughs> we would never have any fun. Is folklore even Freudian? I don't think so. I folklore is just weird. It's a Vonnieism. It's a Vonnieism. Yeah, exactly. Like crapiolia. <laughs> My folklore. See, it just rolls off her tongue. <laughs> it's just natural for her. I don't talk well, apparently. <laughs> apparently. I can never say that I'm a well spoken person because. I don't talk about <laughs> Well, it was really cool to talk with M. M. Well, I, I wanted to say that her name is spelled, the way we would say your name, I should have told her this, is Marielle. Mm-hmm. Marielle, right. Mm-hmm. That's how I would pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is really pretty, too. It is, but that's not the way she said it at all. No. no. Nothing. Nothing We like were it. super wrong. Yeah, we were we were so very wrong. But it was very cool to talk to her. It was. I loved, she was cool. German, Germany is like one of my like bucket list places. Like I want no. to go Did to I ever, Germany so bad. I, and I for, forgot to tell her my favorite German word. What is what? it? Schlittschuhlaufen. The fuck is that? Ice skating. 
Oh, I never would have guessed that. German took, is great. I took at... German in school, and th- that's the only word really that stuck. Oh, except for my favorite German phrase, which my teacher said to us regularly: "Kaugummi in the papierkorb, bitte." Which means spit your gum in the trash can. Oh, please! <laughs> I knew bitte. <laughs> She's asking nicely. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all I got out of my German class. Sorry, Muriel. Mariel. Mar- M. M. Bond girl M. Bond girl M. Yes. She was super cool, and I can't wait to visit her someday. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting cool. for our sugar mama to, you know, to... Uh, sugar daddy. Or sugar mama. We could have either one. We don't, That's true. We don't need a sugar daddy. We need a... We need a sponsor. <clears throat> we need Look, a sugar something. If you're going to send me to Germany, I will perform sexual favors regardless of your gender. <laughs> send me to Germany with thousands Woo! of dollars. <laughs> yeah. She will minty fresh that right. <laughs> on that note, I think that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.